Welcome to the October Pensions Podcast from the Stevenson Harwood Pensions Law Team. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud or by visiting our website at www.shlegal.com. I'm Stephen Richards, a partner in the Pensions Team and I have with me Dan Bowman. Hi Dan. Hi Stephen. Dan's a consultant in our team and today we're going to talk about some of the key Pensions Law developments up to the end of November 2018 including the very imminent deadline for the publication of certain information on a website by trustees, the FCA and pension regulators' joint regulatory statement, and a recent and relevant pensions ombudsman determination. Uh, Dan, why don't you take us through some of that information? Yeah, thanks, Stephen. So as you've, you've just mentioned there, for certain defined contribution schemes, DC schemes, the deadline for publishing particular information on a website could be imminent uh, for certain schemes, and that's as a result of changes to the requirements surrounding the uh, statutory annual chair statement. You'll recall that trustees of DC schemes or schemes with a DC section, they have to provide a chair statement within seven months of the end of each scheme year. And regulations, recent regulations, introduced new requirements with effect from uh, 6th of April 2018 regarding information that needs to be included in the statement about investment charges and transaction costs. Uh, And those same regulations also introduced a requirement that certain information from the statement in relation to those charges and costs, that that be made available and free of charge on a publicly accessible website. Uh, So broadly speaking, trustees have seven months from the last day of the first scheme year, which ends on or after 6th of April 2018, to comply with this new requirement to put information on a website. So this is going to mean that schemes with a year-end date of 30th April 2018 will need to have the information published on a website by 30th of November 2018, so in the next few days. Um, Some trustees may therefore need to take action very soon and get in touch with the person who runs their scheme website if they haven't already done so. That's right, Stephen. And I think it's also worth mentioning that trustees have to now provide a hard copy of that website information within two months of a request if it would not be reasonable for the person making the request uh, to obtain the information from from a website. Uh, And one other thing to mention is that trustees also need to update annual benefit statements for the scheme so that they include details that signpost members to the website information uh, and explain when a hard copy would be provided on request. So, Stephen, I understand that the, the Financial Conduct Authority and the Pensions Regulator, they've issued a joint regulatory strategy recently. Yes, this just sets out how the regulators are going to work together on stuff in pensions and retirement over the next five to ten years. And the regulators themselves have identified a couple of key issues, the main one being the prospect of people not having adequate income or the income they expected in retirement. And the regulators have divided this into four main areas of focus. So that's people struggling to maximise their pension savings, money not being managed in line with savers' needs, pensions not being well looked after, and people not being enabled to make good decisions. So there's a focus there on members themselves and what members can do, but also on the people running pension schemes and what they ought to be doing to help members. And the regulators have set out various work streams to support each of those objectives. Thanks, Stephen. Um, I understand that there are, there are two matters that the regulators are prioritising in particular. 
Yes, that's right. In 2019, they will conduct a joint review of the customer pensions journey, looking at the materials customers need to make well-informed decisions about their pensions. In addition, the regulators state that they're going to use their powers to drive value for money for members of pension schemes, including setting and enforcing clear standards. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Um, The final topic for this month's podcast is a recent ombudsman determination concerning a Mrs S. Uh, Mrs S had signed uh, a settlement agreement in which it was confirmed that she had been made compulsorily redundant. She had not been awarded an unreduced pension following her redundancy, which occurred in 2015, and so she made a complaint to the pensions ombudsman claiming that this was contrary to the, the pension scheme rules. Uh, But the Ombudsman held that Mrs S was stopped from making a complaint that she'd be entitled to an unreduced pension as she had negotiated and agreed a valid and binding settlement agreement which contained express provision that she had been made compulsorily redundant and that meant that she would no longer be eligible for an unreduced pension under the scheme rules. The Ombudsman also took a look at Section 91 of the Pensions Act 95 uh, which in broad terms provides that where a person is entitled to a pension Under an occupational pension scheme, the entitlement or right cannot be assigned, commuted or surrendered. Uh, And the Ombudsman held that the settlement agreement did not infringe Section 91. So the Ombudsman here followed previous case law and held that in Mrs S's case, the settlement agreement would not be prevented from having effect because it related to a bona fide settlement of disputed rights. I guess... Really, this case is an interesting example of contractual estoppel and the interplay between a settlement agreement and the employee's pension rights on termination of employment. The other key point there being that the rights themselves were disputed, and that's when a settlement agreement can be used to determine what those rights should be or what the settlement should be. So that's all for this month's podcast. Further topics and more detail on the information to be published on our website by Defined Contribution Schemes and the Joint Strategy of the Pensions Regulator and FCA can be found in the November snapshot, which was sent out earlier this month, and you can find that on our website. Thanks for listening. We hope you found the podcast informative. And don't forget that you can listen again and subscribe to the series on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud or on the Stevenson Harwood website. Mm-hmm.